Welcome to the State Bar of Texas podcast, your monthly source for conversations and curated content to improve your law practice with your host, Rocky Deer. Hello and welcome to the State Bar of Texas podcast recorded from the annual meeting in Austin, Texas. This is Rocky Deer and I'm joined by, by the time you hear this, he will be the president of the Texas Young Lawyers Association, TYLA. I got Victor Flores. Victor, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And we are the host for today's show, which is being sponsored by LawPay, trusted by more than 35,000 law firms to accept legal payments online. It's the only payment solution offered as a member benefit by the State Bar of Texas. Victor and I are being joined today by two luminaries. Now, first, we've got, he already is the new president of the State Bar of Texas. We've got Randy Sorrells. Randy, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we also got Benny Agosto. Now, Benny's a luminary, too, in Houston, because he is now the president of the Houston Bar Association, the HBA. So I am, this is not unusual for me, but now it is definitively clear, I am the least accomplished person at the table. This is, this is, this is very overwhelming. But before we get started, we're going to talk about bar leadership. We got we got three great bar leaders here. One of them is going to be a co-host. We're going to before we start talking about bar leadership, let's get to know our our guests a little bit. So Randy, let's start with you. This is presidential privilege. You get to go first. So tell us a little bit about yourself and where you practice and what got you to to decide you wanted to become the state bar president. Yeah, it's interesting. The three of us uh, leaders all have a military component to our backgrounds. So I grew up in a military family. I didn't have any lawyers in my family. Went to college, uh, played soccer with Benny, uh, the president of the Houston Bar Association. Went to law school, started at Fulbright and Jaworski as a defense lawyer, then moved over to Abraham Watkins doing plaintiff's work. And that's what I've been doing for the last almost 30 years. I have a military background also. My father, uh, when he was 16, he said he was 18, and he joined the Army to be a World War II soldier. Oh, he was in World War II. Yes, and he's passed already, but he taught us that kind of attitude about life, that you do what's right and you go all out. And so I was blessed to come to Houston to play soccer. That's when I met Randy. We were roommates. Roommates where? At Houston Baptist University, we played soccer, Division One soccer. In college? In college. So you guys have known each other since college? Since 1981. No wonder you guys are both bar leaders at the same time. That way you can kind of cover for one another. It's kind of like, it's like, don't tell, don't tell about the dirt on each other. <laughs> well, that may be true, but right now we're both working. So that means we have to work extra hard to keep our firm. We're going to talk about that. I'm sure, I think, I think Victor's got some questions about that. Victor, for, for those that, that, I guess, know who you are, but want to know more about you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Oh, um, if we're talking about military background, I, I, I served in the uh, United States Marine Corps uh, from uh, 2001 to 2008 in the reserves, and I got deployed once uh, to Iraq in 0405. Wow. Thank you for your just service. Just similar paths, wow. just, uh, you know, going to undergraduate law school and then just getting involved in bar service and just wanted to help people out um, like these uh, great guys here. So maybe this is a chance for you to for you to learn a little something from these Absolutely. from these bar leaders. I'm sure you got questions for him. Oh, I have questions. You're, oh man, he came you, prepared. Look at this guy. Okay, okay. So fire away, Randy. I I know you just got sworn in, and uh, at your during your speech, you were talking about diversity and you know, why you know that's that it's important. It's important for for the bar and for the Texas attorneys. Uh, why why is diversity so important to you? And and 
Are, are we headed in the right direction? Are there ways that we can improve diversity in the bar? Well, I think diversity is important first because I know it creates better outcomes. And I mean, I know it creates better outcomes. I've seen it personally. I've experienced it uh, in the profession. I've watched it happen in the profession uh, as well. And are we headed in the right direction? Yes. Are we moving a little too slowly? Still, in my opinion, yes. Uh, and you're going to hear a little bit about my colleague Benny here and his efforts in Houston uh, trying to bring uh, greater emphasis and spotlight on the diversity effort. So we're going in the right direction. We need to move it faster. Benny, um, what are some things that, you know, Randy just mentioned with the Houston Bar Association, uh, also a goal for, for the Houston Bar Association? And, and, and how are you working to improve diversity? Yeah, this year we're celebrating diversity at the Houston Bar Association. We are almost 150 years old, and we have not done some things to keep up with the change in Houston. Houston happens to be the number one diverse city or the most diverse city in America. It's incredibly diverse. Right now, yeah. it's ranked number one. When you look at the law profession and the studies, the law profession is the least diverse of all professions. So something has to be done, and us lawyers and maybe us that are in leadership roles need to really step up to make changes. So this year, we're doing a diversity summit in Houston that's never been done before. We're creating diversity awards to celebrate those firms that have done great. And we're honoring women and, and different groups of lawyers that have not been identified as for recognition in the past. So we're trying to do our part, not only to bring up diversity as part of what we need to do to have a better bar and a better profession, but also identify those that have been doing a great job and celebrate them by rewarding them or awarding them recognition. You know, Randy, you said something very interesting. You said, you know that you get better outcomes with diversity. Uh, you said, I know it. And I, I don't mean to read back your deposition transcript. To <laughs> you. I know it feels like that. But, you know, when you said that, you said it with conviction and it's you've experienced it. Can you tell us a little bit about how you experienced that to get such conviction in that? Sure, that sure. The, our law firm started in 1951, and when I joined it in 1990, it was an all-white male law firm. And I took over the management roles of just a few years later and started to develop diversity. Benny was actually our first hire. We went to school slightly, he went to school law school slightly later than I did. He was our first real diverse hire. And then we started to add other uh, women lawyers, other uh, lawyers who you would consider diverse. And since then, also our success has increased. Uh, the financial success, the the uh, uh, focus on the firm throughout the state has been successful. But I'll give you one example. We have uh, there was a very tragic case, and the clients had gotten down to two lawyers, great, excellent product liability lawyers. One was our lawyer, Muhammad Aziz, a Pakistani lawyer who became an American citizen two years ago. Another was a tremendously uh, a talented uh, American lawyer. The client ended up choosing because they were from Southeast Asia. The Pakistani lawyer, our our partner who settled it for a tremendous amount of money through hard work. No doubt the other lawyer would have gotten a great result as well. But that diversity allowed him access into the communities that maybe uh, I as a, as a Caucasian lawyer could not get into. So I know it works. I've seen it happen with my own eyes and I've seen it happen with the firm. Diversity is just uh, it's a common piece I think uh, across even at the ABA level um, and, and I, I commend you guys for uh, you're working in improving that. Um, uh, I also wanted to ask um, diversity membership. We're talking about that that as well. Um, Randy, you, you've made a concentrated effort 
you made a concentrated effort in, in reaching out to our membership. Um, can you kind of expand on that a little bit more? I, I know you're really passionate about getting out to all Texas lawyers. Um, yeah, I think there is a uh, there's a segment of our of our bar that feels uh, disaffected or maybe disenfranchised with the state bar because they don't think the state bar does enough for them. And so we are making the effort to say we, the state bar, are here for you. Uh, we want to hear from you, and we want you to hear from us on what we're doing. So the state bar does a good job of getting the message out. Not everybody reads their messages, so we have to get better at figuring out our messaging so people get our message. And then we also want to hear from those folks to say, this is what we need in our community, and the State Bar needs to be responsive to that. And one of the things, you know, we talked about today at the at the lunch was a, a statewide vacation letter, because a lot of people in uh, small communities practice in a lot of different counties, and you have to follow the rules on when you can tell the court you're on vacation and should be they should have their hands off of you. Uh, and that's not easy to follow. So a statewide vacation letter is one filing. All counties, 254 of them in the state, recognize it easier for the lawyers, something that benefits the lawyers and make their lives easier. I'd have never thought of that. That's that's kind of cool because that way lawyers can actually get some off time yeah. away yeah. from court. Wow. Well, no, and, and, and at the luncheon, um, there, there was a large applause that, that followed that. Uh, oh, was it really? That, that announcement, right. <laughs> lawyers like vacations too. Who would have <laughs> thought? Well, it resonates. Remember, lawyers have to trial lawyers and lawyers that go to court have to have schedules and have to have calendars. And so you have to, you want predictability. So if you can have a statewide letter announcing to all the courts, all the counties, me and my family are taking a few weeks off in the summer to go do something, or just you want to go to Europe by yourself or with, you know, your best friend, that's fine too. But you are able to announce it so that when it's court time, they can put that off for the next trial setting. It really helps our well-being and, and our lifestyle if we're able to plan those things. And if I go on vacation in Houston and I have a case in El Paso, then the El Paso court may not recognize that and then call me to trial. So it's important to have this opportunity to keep everybody working together and give you the wellness that we need, which is some time off. Probably also need something to, to prevent opposing counsels at that point from filing stuff while you're on vacation, right? Filing a TRO or doing something. That way, judges are aware, courts are aware, and then they can't pull a fast one. And I like to think most lawyers don't do that, but we know there's always a few that do. Right. There's always that yes. one, right? Benny, you, you were talking about uh, wellness. And, I mean, uh, you and Randy, uh, partners at, uh, is it the oldest? Uh, plaintiff's firm plaintiff's, in the state. Right. And, and uh, obviously managing uh, associates and uh, workload and family. Um, how do you guys deal with balancing uh, work life? And, and uh, maybe what are some recommendations you give to, to younger lawyers trying to deal with that as well? I'll, I'll jump in because Randy preaches this all the time to our young lawyers as a managing partner for over 20 years of our firm, which is not easy in and of itself. He will be the first one to say it's not really balance, it's an unbalance. If you think you're gonna balance your life and be a successful lawyer, it's going to be tough. You have to put in 100% commitment to your firm, to your work, to your charities, whatever you want to do. And then, of course, remember, you're at home sleeping most of the time. So your quality of time with your family is really the key. Focus on the quality. If you're at work all day and you're not focusing on the quality of your work, you're going to hurt too. Same thing at home. So it may be unbalanced, but if you focus on the quality of life that you have, the quality of practice that you have, and the quality of love you share with your loved ones at home, then that's going to keep you somewhat balanced and successful. I think that's great. I, I, I've actually never heard it explained that way, but just focusing on the quality because, uh, we, yeah, we, you know, we do have 
a short amount of time. There's only 24 hours in a day, and most of those are at the office or in transit, you know, with traffic and everything. <laughs> and when you get home, you just really want to be able to shut off maybe and just spend that quality time with family. That's great. That's good stuff. Plus now with, with devices, it's so tempting and so easy to just constantly be on your phone and see what's coming in and, oh my gosh, I got to be on my iPad. So I think that, Victor, that's a great question you ask because, yeah, we all need to learn how to unplug. And that's part of that is on us. It's not just on the bar. It's also we individually have to make that decision. So I, I like that. I love that's that a great question. question. I will tell you, the day before yesterday, I went into the gym early. What I thought was early, it was 6 o'clock. <laughs> I felt bad about myself because Victor's in there. He's got the body of a Marine. He's lifting weights <laughs> before 6. I got in there at 6. He was before 6. I already worked up a sweat. I said, man, I'm a slacker. I was trying to sneak out. I didn't think you, you, you had seen me. I was just going to sneak out. But. I looked down. I was ashamed of that <laughs> physique you have, Victor. It's, keep yourself in great shape. Terrific. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I appreciate it, but you're lying. On, uh, on radio, Ed. You look great on radio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, every every Marine I've ever known has always, th this always happens whenever whenever I have a meeting with the Marine. And, I'll, you know, I try to show up right on time. And they say, well, you're late. I said, no, I'm not late. And they said, well, in the Marines, if you're on time, you're late. You're late. You always got to be there early. <laughs> so that's probably why he was at the gym before you were. Yeah. <laughs> Just as a last question, I, I guess, uh, it, it, what can we expect from the State Bar and uh, the, the Houston Bar Association? Well, I'll let Benny go first on this because he has got a very aggressive agenda that's exciting for the Houston community for sure. Uh, thank you, Randy. And thank you, Victor and Rocky, for the opportunity to share some of the things we're doing. I can tell you that as a person who's involved with bar activities, I I'm honored to be working with Randy at the state level as we've done for many years and we're going to follow his lead. I'm also following his lead in Houston because he's a past president of the Houston Bar. And so I'm inspired by the things he's done. And of course, we as leaders need to do, try to do better than what's been done before. It's hard to do, but we stand on the shoulders of giants like Randy and others that have led the way. So this year, we're really going to focus on the diversity side of things, to celebrate diversity, not to criticize, but to bring it up, to celebrate it. We're going to celebrate the woman lawyer. We talked about that. We're starting the first LGBTQ plus committee in the history of the Houston Bar Association, 150 years. Of course, this year, the Stonewall riots are celebrated this June. And so in Parallel with that, the Houston Bar is going to announce its first ever committee of LGBTQ plus to be able to celebrate and do things that lawyers who identify with LGBTQ can feel part of the Houston Bar. So again, that's diversity in many ways. We can't just look at the color of our skin. We have to look gender diversity, our differences in lifestyle and our differences in how we live so that we can be better lawyers. Because at the end, we're going to also celebrate the clients with the work that we do. Lastly, one thing that's very important to me and my wife is the libraries of Houston. We have a library project. There are schools in Houston that don't have libraries, believe it or not. Wow. Not because of Harvey, but just because they just have no funds to do it. Like no school library. No school library in an elementary school. So we've okay. identified a school with the mayor's help and the city help and HISD. And this year, the Houston Bar Association will be raising funds and, and books and different things needed to start a library in Houston. And if we do one library, then we've done our part to help the community. And Houston Bar does a lot of community efforts every year, but that's one thing we're really going to focus to help our community directly, which impacts the future of our children in our community. 
Yeah, State Bar, you know, we're going to be a member-centric bar for the next two years. And the reason why is because the guy elected behind me, Larry McDougal, who's a criminal practitioner, three-person from Richmond, Texas, three-person law firm, he has the same mindset. We want to hear lawyers. We want to identify issues that can be fixed, um, uh, ways to to give us uh, better well-being through lessening our anxiety, increasing our our efforts with our clients in a more efficient manner. And I listed a few, like the vacation letter. We're still working on universal access badges, e-filing consistency, uh, a, a way to connect contract lawyers with people who need to hire uh, contract lawyers on a free basis. So uh, we've got a bunch of other things we're going to roll out. We're going to listen uh, for suggestions. We're going to listen to criticism, and we're going to be sure and address that criticism. Uh, and we're going to try to build the bar up, uh, including with the young lawyers who do so much work for uh, for our state bar and celebrate their successes uh, and focus on their achievements and uh, move the bar forward for the better of the profession. Wow. Well, I wish I could. I wish I could hear more of this wisdom coming from from all three of you, really. But it looks like we have reached the end of our program. I want to thank President Randy Sorrells. I want to thank President Benny Agosto. And by the time you hear this, I also want to thank President Victor Flores for joining me as a co-host today. You guys have been great. Thank you all for being here. Thanks so much. Great, thanks. Now, if our listeners have questions or want to follow up, what's the best way for them to to get a hold of you guys? Well, I think through the State Bar, uh, we have a presence page on the State Bar, but you can also email uh, me at my office, or my cell phone is freely given, and so I'm not wow, going to stop giving. Wow, this Okay. And I'm still not going to give it, so my cell phone is uh, 713-582-8005, and my email address is rsorrells, S-O-R-R-E-L-S, at awtxlaw.com. Wonderful. Thank you, Ben. And uh, again, thank you all for today. Uh, I can be reached easily through the HBA.org or at AbrahamWatkins.com. My email is bagusto, A-G-O-S-T-O, at awtxlaw.com. And my cell phone is everywhere as well. It's the same number I've used for decades now. Uh, and it can be reached at 281-389-6506. We're here to help you become a better lawyer and serve our community. And Victor, I'm going to ask you the same question because you are, you're a bar leader and I think one day we'll be interviewing him as state bar president. So I hope so. So how, how can, how can the young lawyers get a hold of you if they want to get more involved in TYLA? Well, just kind of repeat, I, I, I've shared my, my cell phone number um, on uh, bar journal articles and, and just extended the offer if anybody wants to get a hold of me and, and has a good uh, public service project uh, that they, they have an idea about, they can call me or text me um, 956-802. Five six two zero. That's probably the best way to get a hold of me. We're going to call this the Leadership Podcast because this has <laughs> been absolutely phenomenal. But that is all the time we have for this episode of the State Bar of Texas Podcast, brought to you by LawPay. Thank you again, LawPay. Also, thank you to our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. This is Rocky Deer and Victor Flores signing off. Until next time, thank you for listening. If you'd like more information about today's show, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Go to TexasBar.com slash podcasts. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts and RSS. Find both the State Bar of Texas and Legal Talk Network on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Or download the free app from Legal Talk Network in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, the State Bar of Texas, Legal Talk Network, 
or their respective officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, or subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.